The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. Yes, it is. It is 632. Welcome to it. It is a Monday night. John Scholes here along with our good pal Alex Lucifero, partner, Sam Firu, Tamark, and LLP, which happens to be the most popular, at least not most popular, but most well positively reviewed law firm in the country. Now we're going to call it the most popular. How about that as well? Uh, we're here. You're here. So you feel free to call in and ask your questions, anything about the employment law sphere that we all spin in. You've got problems at work, uh, being harassed by your employer possibly for taking a vaccine because they think they have a vaccine mandate, can enforce it. Maybe it's a uh, constructive dismissal issue. Maybe it's a contractor issue, severance issue. Doesn't matter. Bring it on right here. 416-870-6400 is the way you uh, reach out over the next uh, half hour or so. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. Alex is here to answer all your questions. And tonight on the show, we got uh, got a good topic happening. Uh, after Alex does his case of the day, we're going to get to answers to common employment law questions, culminating these over the last few months. And there's uh, some main ones, some big ones, there's tons, but we're going to get to uh, five or six of them and work our way through that list. But we do always start, Alex, with the uh, the case of the day. Brother, what do you got going on tonight? Evening, John. Great to be back live on the air here in Toronto talking uh, employment law as usual, workplace rights for employees and for employers as well. Uh, it's been a busy start to the week for our office, uh, as it always is on a Monday, uh, continuing to help people uh, with their workplace situations, solving problems, giving advice, helping people get the severance that they're owed. Really, our entire team continues to speak to people on a daily, uh, daily basis, uh, people either heard this show or they've seen the TV show or they've put in, put in touch with us through a friend or a family member. These people, you know, they give us a call because they're dealing with a situation at work. They're dealing with a difficult situation. Uh, they don't know what to do. They don't know mm-hmm. how to respond to their some help. They want to know what their rights are. They want to know what options they have. And as you very well know, John, that's what we do. We help people resolve their workplace problems, it's the bread and butter of our work. It's what we pride ourselves on, uh, as employment lawyers, uh, and that's great. I mean, what's great about our job is after people speak to us, they feel a heck of a lot better. Uh, a lot of times we're able to help resolve people's workplace problems quite easily, actually, and the case of the day that I'm just going to speak about is actually a, an example of that. And listen, even in situations where there's no perfect solution, it's a very difficult situation, people are simply simply grateful to know what options they have and where they stand. So if you're listening to us right now, if you're dealing with a difficult situation at work, maybe you've been let go from your job and you've been offered a severance package, or maybe your boss is treating you badly, uh, or maybe you're an employer, you own a company, you're dealing with a difficult employee, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to respond to this employee, feel free to give us a call right now. It's an opportunity to speak to an employment lawyer. Let's solve your problem. Let's alleviate some of that workplace stress. I always encourage our listeners, don't be shy, call in. There are no bad questions. They don't exist in employment law. We're here to talk. We're here to help. Uh, And, of course, if you don't want to call in, if you'd rather talk privately with myself or one of the other lawyers at the firm, certainly give us a call at the office uh, as well. Uh, All right, case of the day, John, let's get Mm -hmm. the ball uh, rolling. As I was just mentioning, it's a situation where 
with, uh, you know, a few phone calls and a little bit of interaction with an employer, we were able to resolve this wor- this lady's uh, situation quite easily. Um, it's a severance matter, uh, John, resolved just after a few weeks of negotiation. I was assisting myself, and this, this case just resolved today. This, this is hot off, off the presses, as they say. Uh, John, this uh, very nice lady, she was in her early 40s. She'd been with the company uh, for about eight years, and she was in a marketing position. I think she was the marketing coordinator uh, of this particular uh, company. Again, she was in her early 40s. She was let go just at the beginning of April, uh, so about a month or so ago at this point in time. She reached out to us about a week or two uh, later. And this lady, uh, who again was with the company for about eight years, was offered uh, right around three months of pay, John, as her severance uh, entitlements. And she wanted to know, is this a fair offer? Is three months severance enough for an employee with eight years of service in her early 40s in a marketing uh, position? Mm. And as you very well know, uh, John, as a will also know, three months is nowhere close to this lady's entitlements. Based on her age, her years of service, and her position with the company, she was looking uh, at no less than eight months of severance. Eight months, John, not eight weeks. Uh, She was one of those employees that ended up with right at about a month per year of service as her severance entitlement. And so we reached out to the company on her behalf. I had a couple of exchanges with the company's legal counsel. Nothing overly aggressive. This was all done very politely, very professionally. Actually, John, when I was discussing the matter with the company, I actually even said a nice word or two uh, about the company that this lady had uh, had me relay. She wanted to wish her colleagues there all of the best. So all, again, all of this was done in a uh, you know very amicable fashion. And the end result, John, was exactly what this lady owed and should have been offered in the first place, which was eight months of pay. That's what yeah. we got her. It was over a $40,000 increase in her severance entitlements, a huge jump in what she was initially uh, offered. And it took just a couple of weeks, uh, John. It wasn't more complicated than that. It wasn't antagonistic. It was all done quite professionally and and amicably. And it was done before she even knew it. It's an example, John, of two things. Number one, employees out there who have been let go, do not feel pressured. Do not uh, feel as though you have no choice but to sign off on a severance package. Make sure you get it reviewed. Chances are you've been offered way less than what you're actually owed. Could be the tune of tens and tens of thousands of dollars, as was the case with this particular lady. Uh, And number two, uh, make sure that any contracts you sign with your employer don't necessarily fall for the trick that an employment contract might limit your severance entitlement. Again, have your employment contracts reviewed by a lawyer And even if you've been offered severance that seems to be in line with an employment contract, don't take your employer's word for it. Again, always speak to to a lawyer, even if there is an employment contract at play with respect to your case. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, this one ended very well on a positive note, but for the you know, thousands of other people that figure, okay, well, the the employer's the employer. It's a big, bad company. They should know. You know, Their numbers are probably correct. What do I know about what I should be getting for severance? And they sign off. So hopefully people hearing that story and the stories we tell you know, five nights a week here on the, uh, on the air, 
let people know that they should reach out to you. It's a simple phone call and uh, just get uh, get their bearings as far as what they should be owed. Or they have the option, always a pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's the website uh, we all use. And there's a severance pay calculator there as well that gives you a nice number. The real number, what it should actually be. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. About to reach out to Alex anytime when we're not doing this particular show. It's one 821 5,900, but as mentioned, we are live. We do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. you got still time to call in tonight and ask your questions live. Get some answers at 416-870-6400. But between that, we'll get to our uh, topic for the day. Before we take our uh, first break, got a few of these to get through. Um, answers to common employment law questions. Alex, number one comes in, says, can my employer lay me off if I didn't do anything wrong? Well, this is top of the list tonight, John, and it's certainly top of the all-time list. It is by far the most common question that we get when we're speaking to individuals. You know, uh, most people will say, well, my my performance is perfect. Why Mm -hmm. did they have the right to let me go? Or I didn't do anything wrong. Why did they let me go? And listen, it's a, you know, it's a good question because oftentimes there is that feeling of unfairness when we're dealing with the termination. The individual, the employee who's been let go is thinking, why me? Why not someone else? Why, you know, what did I do to deserve this? The difficulty with that line of thinking, John, is, well, it's simply not the way the law works. An employer does have the right. It is perfectly legal for an employer to let an employee go without cause without cause being the operative language there, what that means is there's actually really no reason for letting the employee go. It's not based on performance. It's not based on conduct. I mean, it could be any other reason. It could be a restructuring, or it could be it's just simply not the right fit. But the, uh, you know, the fairness of the termination, whether they were the right employee to be let go versus another employee who might be less productive or in a different circumstance, that ultimately does not factor into the equation provided, of course, the employee is paid the correct amount of severance. That's where the law comes in uh, to play. It's not necessarily the reason for termination that uh, matters, except that, you know, in most cases, again, when we're talking about without cause terminations, it's the amount of severance that's been offered uh, to the employee. And certainly employees that are let go without cause, meaning, again, for no particular reason at all, are going to be owed their full severance uh, entitlements and it's going to be based on their age, position, and years of service with the company. Let's get a quick call in before we uh, take a ba- uh, take a break. Dre, how are you? What's going on good, tonight? Good. What, good, what's good. up? How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Not much. You know, just had a question in regards to sort of what's wrongful dismissal or not. Essentially, you know, in short, what's happening is um, I got, you know, some information from my work. At some point in August, I would be let go due to vaccination status. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, you know, what's really like the best way for somebody to go about this or what's really the best way for me to protect myself and what's wrongful dismissal or not? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, Ray, and thanks for uh, calling in. And it's actually, you know, in line with our topics this evening. Yep. Listen, wrongful dismissal in 99% uh, of, of terminations simply means that the employee has been paid the wrong amount of severance. So it's not necessarily the reason for termination that is wrong or that matters. And that, that was the point I was just making. So it's not, again, it's not the reason for termination that's wrong in a wrongful dismissal. It's the severance that has been offered is incorrect. And your situation is likely a similar one in that, listen, as much as it pains me to say it, because I actually, in principle, don't agree, mm-hmm. but the reality is 
you can lose your job as a result of your vaccination uh, status. That may very well be a wrongful dismissal, but it depends on what the company is offering you as severance. That's what we would have to figure out in your situation. If they're not offering you any severance, well, then that's a problem. If they're offering you notice, so you mentioned this might be happening in August, well, listen, that notice of termination, if it's clear and unequivocal, might also matter. What I would suggest, Ray, and unfortunately we're up against the clock here, but listen, this is a matter where you need to get advice ASAP. Give us a call uh, at the office. John will give you the number. I'm more than happy to talk to you myself. You can talk to one of my colleagues, certainly. Let's have a chat in private and figure out what your options are and also what your best option is, what you should be doing moving forward. Dre, appreciate it. And we're going to give you that number right now as we get into our first break for the night. That is 1-855-821-5900. Help an employment lawyer.ca to reach out to Alex as well. You have time to make that call just like Dre did. Bring it on, 416-870-6400. The Monday night edition of the Employment Law Show continues. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. You bet. Welcome back to it. Thanks for hanging around 647 on a Monday night. If uh, you don't uh, recall, remember Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, you'll get the Employment Law Show right here. So all kinds of time to learn, phone in, get some answers. Again, yep, 416-870-6400 is the way you'd want to call in for the remainder of the show. Alex Luchaferro, partner at San Fierro Tumarkin, carrying our Monday night show again. And taking all of your calls, answering your questions as we get through our list of uh, answers to common employment law questions. Number two, how much severance pay should I get? And what is a fair severance package? Very common. That's right, John. The million-dollar uh, question. All right. uh, maybe maybe not for all, but 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 uh, sometimes uh, for for some. No severance. Uh, listen, this is you know again the uh, one of the most common questions we get, and and most people will be calling us, uh, John, asking if the offers that they have received, having been just terminated, if those offers are fair. And listen, what I can tell you off the bat, John, is that you know well over ninety percent. You know something probably in the range of about ninety-five percent of the severance offers that we see are deficient. Uh, Employers simply do not offer employees enough severance off the bat. It usually does take some negotiation. And employers get there pretty quickly, as I was explaining earlier in the show. Employers, and oftentimes it's a bit of a teaching moment for employers. They have to realize how much severance is owed, and they need a bit of pushing and cajoling in that direction. Uh, But listen, for our listeners out there that don't know, and our longtime listeners will, severance is calculated on the basis of an employee's age, position, and years of service. The older an employee is, the longer they have been with the same company, the more senior or the more specialized their position is, the more severance they are going to get. Severance is not one or two weeks per year of service. Oftentimes, it's a month per year of service or more. Uh, Oftentimes, you can get a short-service employee, like an employee with one or two years of service, and they might be owed three or four or five or six months of severance. So it could be, you know, a month and a half per year of services, of severance, sometimes two months per year of service 
uh, as severance. There is no mathematical formula, John. It needs to be said. So, I, you know, you cannot apply a, an equation across the board. This is more of an art than a science, and our no. courts have actually said that. Uh, but again, severance is going to be far more than a couple of weeks per year of service, which is oftentimes, unfortunately, what companies provide, what they offer. And again, if that's uh, any confusion, two different ways to handle that quickly, uh, reach out to Alex, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, And then there is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Inside there, wrapped up into it, baked in is the severance pay calculator, which over two million people now have used that i remember we were still counting in the in the hundreds but now two million people have uh, have come across a severance pay calculator and had their eyes open indeed about how much severance should properly be coming their way so you can use that anytime okay next common question you get all the time alex can my employer put me on uh, put a time limit on a severance offer that's always at the bottom right that's right the dreaded friday 5 p.m deadline mm-hmm. on a yeah. severance offer uh, john we see it all the time and I give this advice uh, to the individuals that we speak with all the time, which is that those deadlines are effectively meaningless. There is no law, John, there is no rule out there that says that a severance offer has to be accepted within three days or five days or seven days or ten days or even two weeks, whatever the deadline is. Ultimately, in fact, an employee has as much as two years from the date of their termination to deal with their severance uh, claim. That's two years, John. Now, that said, I'm not going to advise any employee to wait two years to deal with their severance uh, issues. You want to deal with this as quickly as possible. Actually, the sooner you try and resolve it, the better. The better it is for you as as the employee. And so don't feel pressure as an employee. If your employer has given you a deadline to sign a severance offer by Do not be intimidated into signing simply to meet that deadline. Give us a call. Uh, Let's have a chat about what your rights are. If you want to ask for an extension to that deadline, quite frankly, I don't think I've ever seen an extension request denied, uh, John, when it comes to a request for an extension of these deadlines. So go ahead and ask your employer for an extension if you think you need one. Uh, It's not a problem at all. Your severance entitlements don't change. Come Friday, 5.01 p.m., with that, when that severance deadline lapses, they're still going to be based on your age, position, and years of service, and they still are what they're going to be come Monday morning uh, when we get involved and negotiate a better package for you. Yeah, I guess the only time you'd really jump on it right away, or at least soon, is if the uh, the offer is either correct or even better than correct. But we know that's like uh, you know that's like a flawless pink diamond. That doesn't happen too often. So again, at any rate, reach out to Alex anytime and have that offer checked out. But yeah, there's no panic at all. You got two years for sure. Next question is: My employer wants to make a big change to my job. Can I? And how do I stop them? That's right. We're talking about uh, a concept called constructive dismissals here, mm-hmm. uh, John. So what a constructive dismiss- dismissal is, is, well, actually, exactly what you said, which is any kind of significant change to the terms of your employment. It could be to your position. It could, could be to your pay. It could be to your hours of work. Uh, any major, major change to your employment. Actually, your employer is not allowed to implement without your consent. Of course, if it's a positive change, if you're getting a promotion, you're getting a raise, well, of course you're consenting to that. That's good news. That's always great to hear. But when it's a negative change, you as an employee need to know that you have the right to say no. You do not have to accept a significantly negative change to your employment. You can reject that change and say, no, employer, I'm not agreeing to that change. I don't want to change my 
terms of employment in that way. It's going to cause me, you know, and you can explain to them the negative impact that it might have. They, an employer might either back down, John, once you say no. So a lot of employers will only force a change on an employee once they ultimately are convinced and say yes. So again, have the courage of your convictions and say no to a negative change. And secondly, if despite the fact that you said no, your employer still forces the change on you, right? So let's say they force a, a, a pay reduction on you or they force a demotion uh, on you you then have the right to treat that change as a termination. Basically, the employer breaching the terms of your employment contract. It's a breach of contract in the context of employment law. You can treat that as a termination and get your full severance entitlements. That's what a constructive dismissal is. It allows you to treat your employment as terminated and obtain severance. Now, you will know this, John. It's a disclaimer that we always put out when we're dealing with constructive dismissals, mm-hmm. when we're dealing with major changes to the terms of your employment. Don't say yay or nay to your employer right away. Right. Speak with an employment lawyer immediately. These things are uh, time sensitive. Time is of the essence when we're dealing with an, um, with a change to the terms of your employment. You need to speak with an employment lawyer right away. Get proper advice on how to respond with your to your employer what to say, what not to say, how to deal with uh, your boss, uh, and then you can go back to them armed with that advice and armed with that knowledge. Otherwise, you can be doing yourself a disservice. Uh, If you just quit on the spot, claiming constructive dismissal without receiving legal advice, that could hurt you in the long run. Let's get to one more of these before we get a few emails that have dropped in. Uh, Fifth and final question, a common question, employment law question you'll get, Alex, is this. I'm being harassed at work. What do I do? Yeah, it's unfortunately it is a common one, uh, John, and it's continued. I mean, I've been doing this for years and years and years now, over over a decade, and I still speak to people on a regular basis that are dealing with a difficult boss, a boss that's picking on them, uh, and in situations where employees are being harassed. Uh, very simply, here's what you need to do as as an employee. Number one, you need to voice your concerns to your employer. So, if you have an, an HR department, or if you have a manager, uh, or if you have someone in the company that you can reach out to, you need to do that. You need to bring your concerns to your employer because that triggers an obligation on their part. Employers have an obligation to investigate harassment claims and an obligation to remedy those claims. If an employer doesn't do that, that's going to be considered a constructive dismissal and you can then extricate that employee from the workplace and get them some some severance. So you've got to put the ball in the employer's yeah. uh, court and let them investigate. Let them take steps uh, to insulate you from the harassment. If they don't, that's when you reach out to us as employment lawyers. If the situation's resolved, great. If it's not resolved, the second step is you reach out to an employment lawyer. Let's have a chat and get you out of that situation, get you some severance and get you on your way to a better job. And that second step becomes the first step reaching out to you if the person or persons harassing you happen to be the supervisor or your boss or the person you would normally go to if you're being harassed, right? Yeah. So in smaller organizations, John, where, you know, the owner of the company is the person that's doing the harassment and there's no one else to complain to, that's a situation where you can skip that first step of going to the employer, quote unquote, and go straight to an employment lawyer. But for most employees, again, in kind of medium-sized, larger-sized businesses, you can go to HR, you can go to, you know, the second-level manager, 
uh, and report your concerns that way. And again, that triggers a responsibility on the employer to do something about it. And just a bit of a side note, I believe this is true as well, Alex, before we wrap for the night, that if, you know, your allegations are, are, are misunderstood or unfounded, you cannot be fired for bringing those to your supervisor and, and not coming to fruition, right? Just because you made that claim, not true. They can't let you go because of that. Absolutely right. You're, that's uh-huh. 100% correct, uh, John. You cannot be punished in any way whatsoever. I mean, forget about even being fired. Your employment cannot be affected any way for having brought a harassment uh, complaint to your employer. Even if the harassment ends up being unfounded, right? Even if ultimately maybe you overreacted or you were wrong in some way, again, you cannot be punished in any form or fashion as an employee. If you are punished, that's what's called a reprisal, and that is completely illegal. An employer is not allowed to punish an employee for raising concerns about harassment at the workplace. Employment Law Show done for today. Back in tomorrow. That's Tuesday. We'll talk to you then. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.